0: Welcome back to the Midweek Debrief Season 3. I'm Jasper and I ride a black Triumph Scrambler 900. Here's how it sounds.
1: I'm Jed and I ride a straight pipe Triumph Bonneville. Here's how it sounds.
0: Join us each week as we catch up, discuss the latest headlines in the biking world, tackle a topic and answer your questions. We also have some exciting guest interviews lined up for this season, so stay tuned.
1: This episode is brought to you by Motone Customs. If you're like us and you're always looking for the next custom part for your bike, Motone has loads on offer, from headlight to taillight and everything in between. With daily worldwide dispatch, Motone are here to cater for all your custom needs. Check out what's on offer at www.motone.co.uk.
0: Okay, welcome back to the Midweek Debrief, Season 3, Episode 7. Jed, this is probably the earliest we've met. Six, it is. 6am six, six on a Sunday morning, how are you?
1: I- I'm very good. Do you know what, my, uh, my ride across town this morning was actually really pleasant because it's about 18 degrees out, beaming sun, blue skies, and the roads are just empty. I mean, the only sort of riffraff that I saw was people piling out of the clubs.
0: Yeah, it's such a good feeling when you, yeah, ride, riding in the morning and seeing seeing that, it's like the other side. It's been seriously hot in London, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, every like week like after week hot. after week, yeah, it's like thirty degrees every day, and it's almost like six seven a.m. is the only time to ride in the morning, yeah, exactly. You know, all day where it's like bearable. Because I don't know about you, but when I've been riding along, my bike's been getting so hot, yeah, and, and it actually feels really different to ride when it's like when when it's very hot. I don't hundred yeah. percent, yeah, you get it that. Will, um, yeah,
1: you, you'll actually get less power when it's hot. The engine you get better um, burn on the fuel with cold air, so when it's hot. Especially when you're sitting at lights and it's just kicking up heat into the airbox. It accumulates over time and yeah, it affects performance. But this is the first summer with the, the high pipes.
0: Oh yeah, so, so yeah, we're in I'm the same I'm finally road.
1: experiencing like the cooking of the inside of the thigh.
0: It's quite a unique feeling. I don't think there's many other things in the world that give you that same sensation. No. H- how are you finding it? Oh, no, it's all good. Yeah. Okay, you, you, yeah, it's you fine. like it. Okay, it
1: cool. It's only when you, you get to the lights and you sit there for a minute, you start feeling you get a bit toasty, but once you're on the roll again, it, it disperses. Yeah, you're right.
0: One thing I've noticed is that my um, my, uh, my sort of idle is way higher when it's super hot. So, for oh, example, really? so, yeah, because you know how I've got a, a tachometer. Yeah. So, when I start my bike up in the morning, it sits at about 1,000 RPM, just yeah. b- bobbing around. And then once it's warm, it's maybe 11, 1200. Yeah. And then when it's really warm, it's like a- almost 1500. Really? It's like really quite high. It doesn't sound like it's. It's revving highly at the lights or yeah. anything on idle, but I've just noticed it. So what have you been up to this week slash weekend? You went and took your bike for its MOT, right? Yes. How was so that? So the
1: Bonnie went in for its MOT uh, yesterday, actually. So rode out of town, went and got the MOT done, sailed through. Everything was absolutely fine. And uh, it was actually nice just to to get out of town mm. on the bike for the day because I haven't done it in a while unless it's been going to an event or something. So, just to go out and, uh, you know, explore the countryside a bit and just see the scenery. No, it was great. And the weather was amazing yesterday as well, so no complaints.
0: Was there anything on the bike that came up as a an advisory or... No, it was clean. Yeah. Sailed through, yeah. I should hope so, with all the cleaning and show shining. Mean, yeah. There's a few bits of news from this week that, that are, that's mildly interesting. Now, the first one is that BMW, and I don't know if this is actually new... Yeah, but it was in the paper. So they've got this bike called the Vision DC Roadster. Now it's basically an electric bike. Okay. And I've got a photo here of it. I'll if you're if you're listening, this. just look it up.
1: It's quite, it's quite. Oh, it's really aggressive.
0: Really aggressive.
1: That's uh It almost looks like it's about to transform into
0: another type of vehicle. Yeah. Wow. But I saw that and I thought, wow, because when Triumph released their te1 you know yes. that electric thing yeah the concept was really aggressive and then when they actually released the final thing it looked really similar yeah so i don't know whether they would actually go ahead with with a design like that but it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Cool. yeah but it's amazing how they they've tried to kind of keep the boxer look despite it being electric so yeah that is interesting
1: yeah definitely uh check that out because if this is the future it's yeah
0: yeah so that's one thing and then the next thing is that that kawasaki zx4r that 400 ccs yes. in line four that's going to be available to purchase in september 2023 end of the summer which is quite soon really it just seems a shame that they're going to launch it at the end of the summer yeah i know it ought to be launched in the spring right how much do you think it is retail
1: i'm gonna go with eight and a half
0: yeah that's a really good guess eight seven eight seven yeah, okay yeah, yeah Bang on it's quite a good price i think that
1: is a good price yeah. yeah it's like good entry-level sports bike territory
0: yeah but i feel like you couldn't almost couldn't charge any more than that for, no for what it is no you
1: couldn't yeah. but i'd actually be interested to ride one when they are out just take one for a spin and just see what it's like yeah definitely just Def- rag it
0: now the the last uh funny thing, It's not really news but i had to just show you this go on so i uh i know someone who had bought this uh Like a, um, do you know what I mean by Lego Technic? Yeah. Yeah, Yes, it's it's like the sort of Lego for adults. Yeah, I know the one. And they purchased one that's like, uh they do like a Land Rover Defender. Oh, yeah. With all the bits, and you can put like a, a, there's like a jack and a jerry candy, it gets loaded up. It's quite big. Anyways, having a look at this thing, I thought, hang on, let me just see if they do any bikes, because that's what I'd be interested They do. 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 Now, they, (laughs) so the, the Defender looks really good. I think I've got a picture of it here. So it's like, you know, it's decked out. It's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, they've got all the proportions right. Now, they do a Ducati Panigale. I thought it was a Panigale. V4. Look at this. (laughs) (laughs) It's atrocious. What have
1: they done? I mean, I can see where they've tried to make it look half like a bike, but it... it... Well, it would have gone through their development to get to that stage. That electric BMW looks more like a Panigale V4 (laughs) than that does.
0: But I just saw that and I thought, no.
1: And it's got actuating suspension as well. I couldn't work out w- why it looks so off,
0: but like there's something about that fairing. Yeah, I suppose they're very limited with the pieces that they can sort of produce, maybe. It just made me laugh because you know how that V4 has that chrome bit in the tank? They've just gone for like a gap. <laughs> They've just missed it out. they just missed it out.
1: I feel like that's the sort of thing that you buy a Panigale
0: owner just to piss them off. Yeah, so if you're um just look up on amazon or google yeah lego technic kati Panagali, and you'll see what we're talking about i I just think it's funny but it's a shame because it's a cool it's a cool thing and i was looking it's actually quite big but it's just a shame that they got the design so wrong now speaking of bad or good looking bikes that's what we're talking about this week isn't it it is so we're sort of back to back to the two of us this week and we thought we'd sit down and and talk about the top five best and worst looking bikes of all time in the sense that you know what we deem to be, yeah,
1: in our own opinion, good and
0: bad looking, yeah. yeah. So, do you want to kick us off with your top five best looking bikes?
1: Best looking bikes first. Yeah, let's let's
0: start let's start with best, and okay. then we can get 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 down to worst.
1: So, I'm starting classic, and then going through to modern. So, the the oldest bike that I think is good look, look good looking is the Brough Superior SS hundred. Yep. So, I think it's an all time classic bike lawrence of arabia made it famous but it's just such a stunning design and there's actually a company that remanufactures them yeah there is isn't there but i can't remember how much they go for i know it's silly money it's north of 100 grand for one of these bikes
0: yeah it's a lot but i don't know if they're the people that buy them actually ride them or whether they no it's got to be like a living room piece or something yeah
1: but it was uh, known as the first bike to sort of hit top speeds of over 100 miles an hour but yeah. so this bike in 1923 could do 110 that's quick which is pretty quick for back
0: then yeah because i can't imagine the tarmac was that great either
1: no and tires and brakes and so hats off them for doing that so that's my my number one okay, that's your number one okay cool moving on bit newer the 1950s norton manx
0: oh yeah no here's a picture. Yeah, so I've I've got that on my list is So that on list? that's That's the okay. That's our first crossover.
1: I feel like it's an all time classic cafe racer. Yeah. I feel like it's the pinnacle of cafe racers. Hundred percent. And just seeing old photographs of these on like the TT course and stuff, it's
0: just crazy. Yeah, I know what you mean because it's also it's that styling where it's like the little seat that's set back, the kind of biggish tank, yeah, the chrome with the with the yellow number board. It's there's something it's, really timeless about it. Yeah,
1: it, it is hundred percent. And I just think they nailed it. They yeah. nailed it even back then. So that's that's like my number one cafe racer.
0: Yeah, if you think about how small capacity bikes look now yeah. compared to that, it's just a, it's well, that, a world a of difference. a 500 single. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's a world of difference. Yeah, good choice.
1: So moving on, slightly newer, still classic as it were, the Husky 1971 400 Cross. Now... This is a bike that most people recognize as the Husqvarna that Steve McQueen rode. So it's the red and chrome tank, yellow number boards. That's just... Yeah, stunning. 402 stroke. They smell and sound incredible. And that, that, if I could have one of those on the road, I just think that's, yeah,
0: for me. Yeah, they do look beautiful. They do look stunning. I I am a big fan of those.
1: There's something about the, the twin shock era of motocross as well, which I just think is incredibly cool.
0: It's actually such a shame that because first gen motocross bikes looked amazing, yeah, and they were really cool. Whereas I feel like now, because they've gone so they're, they're so focused on the technical side of things, it's yeah. like plastic. There's plastic that they don't they don't look nearly as good. No, it's all in the aid of saving weight, exactly. And if you look at you know motocross back um, motocross bikes of times gone by, you could really see the different manufacturers and their 100%. styling. Whereas now it's like if you take the plastics off.
1: They all blend into They all one. look the
0: same. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So people go, oh, I love the new KTM Enduro or something. It's well, like, yeah. well, it's just orange. <laughs> yeah, Plastic. if you made a KTM Blue, yeah. Yeah. people would think it's a Suzuki. Or, or a, Yamaha. Or a Yamaha. Yamaha. Yamaha, yeah.
1: So, yeah. No, I, I absolutely love these. And I wish there was more of a classic race series in the UK. Yeah, true. There is a couple because I think that'd be so much fun to get involved with.
0: But they're hard to come by in the UK. No, I like, know. You really don't see many of them. If no. you're out in California or whatever, they're they're all over the place. So there was one,
1: I was doing a bit of research last night, and I found one on eBay, and it was 6K.
0: Yeah, you see, for like a Sunday blaster, that's quite a lot. It's quite a lot. Because you don't even want to ride it one day a week, max. Yeah, and I think if you're going to do that, you, you have to really love the nostalgic element of it, because the, in a way, like the smart man would just buy a modern most cross exactly. bike. And it's in because technically it's a better bike.
1: So, moving on, I say moving on, we've, we've stepped back a bit okay. my chronology, uh, got it mixed up anyway. 1967 Triumph TR6C trophy. So, yeah, why
0: did I think this might be on your list? This is just
1: this is this is a dream bike for me. So, it's essentially the base of most desert sled builds. Here's one that's completely original and it's still a stunning looking bike. Um. Top speed of ninety miles an hour, forty-five horsepower. So it's not going to pull your arms off,
0: but just... you you wouldn't want it to anyway. No,
1: it's a sort of thing you just take out on a morning like this morning, when the roads are empty. It's nice and sunny, and you just have a cruise, and you know you 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 work with the bike to enjoy the ride. And I just yeah, I love those. So then wrapping it up, I've got, of course, the Ducati Panigale V4 SP. Yeah. To me, it's like the Ferrari of, uh sports bikes. That Italian design, just so aggressive with the matte black. Are they carbon? They're carbon wheels, I think. Yeah, carbon wheels. Oof.
0: I mean, I remember when the Panagali first came out, like the the V4, because yeah. there, there was like the eight nine nine and the 1199 nine nine before. But when the V4 came out, like that that design with that stinger rear end. I remember people saying online, "This is the best looking bike that's yeah. ever been produced." Like they can't refine that anymore. No, it's quite interesting when you get to that point where people say, "You know that that's the that's the pinnacle." It's stunning. Yeah,
1: it's absolutely stunning. I love everything about it, and I think they just hit the nail on the head as far as design.
0: I find because I'm a big fan of R1s, like yes. R1Ms and, and, and things, and I find when I look at I might be looking through photos of R1Ms on Auto Trade or something. I'm, oh, what a gorgeous bike! And then you suddenly hop over to Panigali's and then you go back to the R1, you're like, oh no, yeah. There's something about that Panigale that just the proportions, it's just they're just bang on.
1: Yeah, I think the Italians do design, yeah, right. They really do. So should we move on to ugly bikes? Well, let let, or do, let I do your I'll, prettiest. Yeah,
0: I'll give you, I'll give you my best look go because on then. you've you've already mentioned a couple of them, kindly. Because <laughs> no, number so number one on my list was was the Panigale as well. Yeah, and I think to be honest, it should be number one on most people's list.
1: It's a stunning bike.
0: Yeah, you can't not. Now. The way I've kind of attacked this is which bikes would I want in my living room? Yep. Versus, you know, what are the, the best bikes, the best looking bikes of all time kind of thing. Because yeah, that's what taste. So number two on my list is the BSA A ten scrambler. Now yeah. this is actually very similar, to be fair, to to the Desert Sleds. You know, like they're very cool. Yeah, exactly. So like that, there there you go. Yeah,
1: really, really nice. And from memory, they're actually fairly affordable.
0: I think they are. Yeah, I think they are. But there's something about them that I think people get people get very focused on the TR6 engine. Yeah, and it's actually that that BSA one gets slightly overlooked sometimes. Yeah, but it, I think it's just as good looking. Oh, it's a stunning bike. So that would that that comes in at my number two. My number three is 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 a completely different style of bike, but it had to it had to go on there go on because then. I just think it's i'm intrigued it's kind of hilarious and, and brilliant now this is the a 1951 vespa 125 in metallic green i was thinking
1: about chucking in a scooter that's cool you, it's the sort of thing that you could just blast around
0: milan on exactly yeah yeah this is like for the for your villa in palermo yeah, this is not this not quite like a vibe a of, yeah i think it is and I, when i look at it i just think in that green like from a design perspective it's just so pleasing to look at with that you know, that spare wheel mounted yeah, off the back. Yeah, it's bag. just stunning. And so what, um, what year was that? 1951.
1: Yeah, so I feel like it's so the early. golden era of design is almost from 1950 through to perhaps the end of the 60s, maybe early 70s. I feel like that's the golden era for me, personally. Every A lot of cars, most vehicles that came out in that era just look good.
0: I agree. And I think one of the key things is like, you look at these bikes and I can't see any plastic. No. It's like chrome, 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 and then like, You know a bit of rubber where the tires are and i think that's one thing that disappoints me about modern bikes is that you look at them and uh, you just see so much plastic you see so many components where you think that has just built-in obsolescence it's like cars nowadays and i kind of understand it because you know they've got to be made lighter and all this sort of thing but you know one of of the factors that that draws me to these older bikes is their like longevity like because they're all just made of chrome like you know they last Whereas I don't know if the same can be said for, you know, even like a modern motocross bike, for example, I like no, that no. thing's not lasting more no. than twenty years. Let's, let's be no, honest.
1: No, it, it, Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, even if it's treated really well. No, exactly. Like you know what it's like with with a motocross bike where it gets scratched like straight yeah. away, and then the scratches never come out. No. And Anyway, so that's number three on my list. Now, number four was the Manx Norton, yeah, which we which we mentioned uh, as uh, um already. So my uh, number five, and this is completely different, is the Ducati Desert X.
1: Oh, the Desert X.
0: Yeah, so I thought I'd have to, like, so adventure bikes for me would be the one category that are probably the worst looking, yeah, in terms of aesthetics. Like, I they're just yeah, there's not many that look good. I mean, we saw
1: that one Africa Twin at the TT that was quite cool.
0: But I think the thing you know with adventure bikes, they can they can look good, but you have to really fiddle with them. Yeah, you know you have to take this that off. You have to like go for it with the Dakar styling. Yeah, hundred percent. I think out the gate there just aren't that many adventure bikes that look great i mean if you think about like the africa twin currently you know yeah, by no, the, the know. floor it makes me yawn like the V strom even yeah, the Multistrada, bikes they are and it, like even the new honda trans yeah i just like it's just not great whereas when the, when the desert x came out it was like okay here's a bike you can literally buy not touch and it looks good and it looks really good and you know with those twin I don't know what you call like those twin headlights that have the the gap i don't know yeah. what that must have a they're name
1: they're like up. they're like halos but yeah. with gap yeah they're cool they're very cool
0: i did think about the tenere
1: however so did I. it's
0: actually just not that good it's not it, no it's got for some reason it's actually not that good it's very looking. utilitarian i find yeah it is it is and i think that you've got to separate that because you look at a bike and think oh yeah i love that bike but it doesn't mean it's like the best looking no and and i would argue that actually that the tenere would be it's almost it's almost one he's of, almost uh, in the top five worst in, 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 in yeah. a weird way in a weird way like there's a lot of people that i've spoken to who don't know anything about bikes and then i'll be talking about tenere's and i like, was that and then i'll show them a photo like oh
1: yeah. what is that and
0: and they just don't get it so yeah that's my top five best looking but yeah i'd have any of those
1: yeah they're all great bikes and the vespa was a, a bit of a wild card right worst looking let's see what you have come up with okay so worst looking bikes now this wasn't difficult, and the first bike we probably have this one. This is a shared one. Yeah, and... oh, I actually
0: haven't put this down because I knew you'd. I yeah, knew okay. You'd fit fair it enough.
1: So uh, it's the early or the original Multistrada by Ducati. Now
0: <sighs> it's so bad.
1: I just had to take. We saw one of these at the TT, and I was like, "Look, there it is. There's the beast," because it's just awful. So if you just Google two thousand and three Multistrada. Um, or Ugly Strada, as it was widely known. What Was it? It was apparently widely known as the Ugly Strada. Yeah. Uh, so this bike, it's just horrendous. I mean, there's a reminder. <laughs> no, I know. It's just awful. So they've utilized the trellis frame to try and make it look cool on a single-sided swing arm. But then at the front, they've... Okay, how can I put this? The headlight is stationary along with the dashboard, but the windscreen rotates with the handlebars. But it's only like the top bit of the windscreen. it's screen. only the top bit of the windscreen. So as you as you turn the bars, the screen <laughs> rotates around. If you can find a video of this on YouTube, it will make you cry with laughter because it's just... I don't know what they were thinking because when you're riding along at speed, you're never turning the bars more than enough to warrant the screen moving for any wind protection. So <laughs> I don't know what they thought at Ducati. It would be a good idea to do that. But I
0: don't know. It's just an awful bike. But also, and I'm, you know, I'm looking at photo of it now, it's like the bulk of the the bike is is so high up it's, it's like you've so got the wheels heavy. you've got the wheels and the engine and then it's just like all above that it's no it's, it's truly shocking
1: if you had to just cover up like if i just take my phone here and i just cover up the front end and you look from sort of halfway through the tank back it's actually
0: okay that's a fair point that's a fair point and then you yeah. cover
1: the back and you look at the front and it makes you want to
0: throw up yeah that no, the front end it's it probably goes down as the worst front end that's ever been produced. Yeah,
1: no, hundred percent. It's awful. So yeah, definitely check it out and see how no, bad it even, is. Even
0: look, there's one that's been stripped down to a naked bike and it still looks awful. No, it's awful. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it is the ugly Strada. I was actually, uh I knew because I knew that would be on your list because every time we see them, we you know, it's just hilarious. You don't see them very often. No, you don't. But they only go for like fifteen hundred quid, yeah. two grand, and that is a Ducati. It's a bit mad. And I think it shares the same engine as the 999. I believe it does. So, yeah, you've got to be pretty brave to to actually ride one of those. I
1: suppose if you if you blew up your 999 and you needed a new engine, there's your donor.
0: Yeah, it's like, and then you you wouldn't sell the fairing or anything. You'd have to just You'd just it. burn it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's your top.
1: That's that's my my ugliest hands yeah. down. Yeah. Okay, so now this one, I actually saw one of these on the road the other day, and I didn't know what it was, but I memorized the the model number, and it's D-N-O-1. And I kept running around in my head, D-N-O-1, D-N-O-1. And I, it turns out it's by Honda. Now, I thought it was a scooter, but it's actually a bike. What? Do you, you saw this on the road? I saw this on the road the other day. And I was like, what on earth is that? It's like it's been squashed. It is. <laughs> From the, from, from, the the, th- from the top from the top it's a v-twin it's a v-twin uh it was produced 2008 2010 i think yeah that's truly awful and if you look at the almost if you can get a view of the behind the bars it's just it's got these weird swept back bars that are sort of integrated with the, the it, it's just
0: yeah it's almost like they're cruiser bars but
1: they're so low and then i don't know if it's shaft drive. I mean, have a, have a yeah, look it at that. Yeah, it
0: must be. It must be. Yeah. But also, it's just...
1: The back it, of it's like a scooter. It's got the, the pillion seat of a scooter with the grab handles.
0: Yeah, it does, but I can't understand why it's got such a big bearing and screen, but it's too low to do any wind protection. No, rotation. I know. Yeah, that, yeah, that's really... That's awful. I, I can't believe you actually saw one in the UK.
1: No, I just it cruised past me, and I, I was like, that was just... I've got to remember that it's just ugly
0: dno one yeah it's a honda dno one is it what presumably thousand cc oh. you
1: know?
0: yeah I, I believe so god yeah it, it must feel it must feel really weird to ride because it's almost got like looking at this first it's almost got kind of forward yeah it's awful it's, it's
1: it's like a cruiser mixed with a scooter and a sports tour so moving on next ugly bike now this one's a 90s bike and i like to call it the McDonald's bike because it's red and yellow and it's the bmw k1 yeah now this thing is just shocking i mean it's got a front mudguard that covers half of the front wheel it's how can i put this the frame is yellow the shaft drive is yellow the wheels are yellow and all the fairings are red but it's literally mcdonald's red and yellow and it was apparently nicknamed the flying brick
0: for me, it's the it's the sort of the weird like cowl over the front front wheel.
1: Yeah, it's like a half mudguard. It's it, it's well, oh. I just can't put. That, it's speechless. I, what did you call that?
0: Yeah, it's awful.
1: You've got to wonder what designers at some of these brands were thinking. Now, BMW was good for a few ugly bikes because the next one on my the next two on my list are BMWs. <laughs> okay, all from the same generation. So whoever was the design team at bmw for their motorcycle department was uh yeah he was on one i think
0: half of the half of the sin is 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 just the color yeah like that just the red and yellows if
1: they made it all black and it could sort of be a bit discreet about how ugly it is then yeah here's
0: one in white and it's it's not it's not great obviously it's still like the worst looking bike but it's it's
1: better yeah so moving on the next bike is a bmw as well and this should be burnt with fire because it's just awful. I don't know what they were thinking. It's the BMW F650 CS Scarver. <laughs> Again, it's like a top-heavy sort of thing, isn't it? Look, you've got hardly any front guards, And then the, the tank is huge. But they've sort of cut these recesses out in the, in the frame. Why have they done that? Weight-saving, maybe? I don't know. It's just awful. I saw one of these on Marketplace not too long ago, and it was about £800. Pounds. <laughs> you <laughs> you couldn't pay me to take this bike
0: is it cuz it's like a gs in a way but it's like the, it's like a street going gs
1: yeah it's it's a bizarre thing S- single sided swing arm and if you can look at the front end if you can look at the headlights if you can find a picture it's just i oh. again it just baffles me i don't know i don't know what to think
0: you see what i mean get <laughs> it in the blue
1: <laughs> oh that's just awful
0: yeah it, it almost do you know what it, do you know what it gives me the vibes of is you know when you look at like a, a like a dad from the early 2000s and he's wearing like the long shorts the like new balance the wrap shoes. around shades yeah the wraparound shades and <laughs> yeah. it, it's got that look to it where you just think
1: it's trying to be cool so hard but it's uh <laughs> it's just
0: ugly i almost think it's i, I think it's actually worse than the multistrada you think so? Well, the Multistrada like has like a bit of flair to it in a way. Like it's so ugly, but it has that like Ducati flair, I suppose. Whereas this is just it's just pure ugly. Oh yeah. So I've got one more gem from
1: BMW. Okay, go on. And I've ventured into the scooter category now. This oh, is I the... know
0: exactly what this is. <laughs>
1: this is the BMW C One. <laughs> now, for those of you who've never seen one or heard of one, it is a scooter with a roof. You sit inside it. It has a roof, it has a windscreen, it has a windscreen wiper, and then it has these two weird grab handles on either side. I don't know what they're for. I mean like brace for impact handles. Look at it. It's awful. Now the thing is, with with the the center stand situation, the way it works, you actually have a lever between your legs below the handlebars. I don't know if you can find a picture inside the the cockpit. Or oh. <laughs>
0: i've just seen this does the pillion sit outside the bike oh i didn't clock that the pillion sits outside the roofs (laughs) so it's raining your passengers getting wet okay people listening just look up bmw c1 pillion and there's like i'm looking at if it's a it's a gray one and there's a there's a chick on the back and she's she's outside the bike sitting on the back (laughs) i mean so she can't look forward the well toe. there's nothing yeah i don't know if there's because a, the
1: headrest of the seat is in her way <laughs> a scooter with a, a seat
0: back and a headrest oh my gosh yeah these things are like in a way they're kind of classic like you still see them around no i know i guess it was that era where manufacturers were trying to sell motorcycling to everyone yeah it was like you know the businessman who needs to be in his suit or whatever who can strap it strap him with the seat belt because you know they got seat belts as well. They have a seat belt as well. Yeah, because I. And I think. Do you know what? I think one of the reasons this was made was because it was technically classified as a car because it has a roof, it has a seat belt, really. It has a this, it has a that, and and technically, according to the law, it's a car. So I think that's another like selling point. It's like you don't need a license to buy one. You can just have a car license. You know, because it's got a windscreen wiper. I mean, it's awful, obviously. I'm not. I'm not justifying it, but I can see what they were trying to do. Oh my word! But it's probably if you have an accident, you know. If well, you, I don't if, know if you low-sided. Presumably, it'd be all right, Those grab handles would would save you, <laughs> you. No.
1: I wonder if you can get doors that sort of stick in the sides, <laughs> <laughs> so you can be fully enclosed. Yeah, it'd just... be so tight. Oh.
0: I'd actually. I'd love to take one for a spin. So
1: I've heard that they're the wildest thing to ride.
0: Yeah? Yeah. who well, ha- have you heard that from? Um,
1: have you seen 44 Teeth? Oh, yeah. They're, they're the are... Budget Bike Battle. Yeah, they they rode that, one actually. of those. And I just imagine the weight of the roof above your head. And you're inside it and you're trying to tip this thing into a corner. So, yeah, that's my that wraps up my ugly ugly bikes list.
0: Yeah, okay. You did, you did well there. Now, I've taken a slightly different approach. Go on then. Because I knew that some of the ones that I would pick would be on your list, and I didn't want too much overlap. So, I've I've gone for again what I just wouldn't want in my living room. Now yeah. it doesn't necessarily have to be the worst thing bike in the world. But it's just what I would refuse to have in my personally. Own, what you think is my exactly, own garage? Yeah. yeah. So, number one, I've got the Honda NC 750. Oh, yeah, it's just like the pinnacle of commuter. Yeah, it
1: commuter is commuter
0: kind of. Um,
1: it's like your typical Addison Lee delivery bike.
0: Yeah. And this is a bike where, and I don't know if Londoners, other Londoners uh, listening will kind of um, feel the same way about this, but I'm sick of seeing NC750s bopping around London with like Black Widow exhausts because it's got a V-twin and it's actually, I hate to say it, it's not the worst sounding bike. No, and it, it doesn't sound It sounds a bad. bit like an SV or, or like it almost yeah. could be, a, you know, it sounds flat trackery and I often there'll be one, bop, bop, bop. And I'll be like, oh, 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 okay. And I peer out and it's that blue NC750, you know. and, <laughs> the and metallic it's, blue. It's always the metallic blue. And the guy's always got like the doctor, you know, helmet on. Yeah. And yeah, for me. Yeah. It's, it's not a, a nice bike. Yeah. It's, it's a kind of almost like a modern day version of that BMW you showed. It is, yeah. That GS thing. Because, you know, another thing with this is like, there are so many elements of it that just, take away from what i think is is right in a bike like it's got the fuel tanks at the back yeah so, so you can, it has tank storage yes yeah, so it's it's like has a tank as a design but it's completely hollow so all the weight that's interesting yeah so you fill it up yeah there's i think there's a
1: so it is a true delivery bike for sure you put all your small packages in the tank yeah and the big ones go in the addison lee box on
0: the back yeah yeah exactly Wow. Um, now it's 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 also uh, one of these Hondas that you can get a DCT version.
1: Yeah, this says the DCT, and which I'm not a fan of.
0: I just think it's yeah for me. For me, it's a big no. Yeah, I didn't realize, and you can you can fit a helmet in there. Yeah, yeah I think that's the whole point. It's like it's a bit like a, it's like a maxi scooter. You pop the seat yeah. up and there's space under that. Yeah, so that's almost like the dad mode dream. So
1: instead of locking the helmet to the bike, it yeah. goes in the bike and stays was, dry.
0: Yeah, I think one of the things I just I struggle with about these bikes is like they're probably great to ride in a way, like when you're actually on when it you're and you get used it, yeah. it, probably feels awesome. But it just looks so bad. Now, the second bike on my list, you may not have heard of before, but I saw one. I say the other day, it must have been a year or two ago. It took ages to find out what it was. It's called the Italjet Dragster 200, and it's a scooter. But okay, that's check this out they've gone no. for like a trellis frame they've tried to make like a, a performance looking scooter yeah which in in and of itself is a sin because i find it i find it really not it's like those one two five uh sports bikes where it's yeah. like stop if the engine is incapable you can't no. make it look quick that's just what have they done i think because i remember following one and it just looked like a normal scooter from the back so it has the plate the plate's super low yeah. and the rear ends a rear end but just how the rider sits yeah but what is that italjet italjet dragster 200 and i think they also do a 125 but it's just cheap like i remember looking at it and thinking you're like from a distance you think oh maybe that looks all right but up close everything's tacky and they've they've put bits on there like you see this round bit under the seat it's just all like plastic
1: okay so i've just had a quick look and have a look at this what is that so that's it's the italjet oh, that dragster 180
0: that's the first gen that looks horrendous <laughs> That's even worse. It's like it's like a swing arm for the front end. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's got, it's got like a, a weird suspension set up at the front. Okay, so they've got heritage then in terms of lack of design. Yeah, I, I just think they're awful. Yeah, that's really bad. You know, and it's an interesting point. When it comes to scooters, it's like the v- Vespa nailed it. Yeah. And there hasn't been a scooter since.
1: No, it's like Land Rover with the Defender and Mini, yeah. you know yeah they nailed the design but you've got these guys coming along and
0: i've got another scooter on my list that's further down which oh, interesting. i don't even know if you call it a scooter but it's it's for me it's actually it's one of the biggest offenders in the, in the list <laughs> so we'll, we'll come on to that in a second now my third one and this is gonna this is gonna ruffle a few feathers okay and i'm i'm, I'm just i'm going for it with this and people are not going to like this now number three worst looking bike is the triumph street twin
1: yeah, in a way, now, I agree with you. Why,
0: I, why I've said this is because, you know, in terms of, like, the, the worst-looking bikes of all time, this would not be on that list. No. But for me, that is a bike where, off the shop floor, I couldn't own one. No, I couldn't. In stock form, and I've put here, like, the red one. Yeah. The red street twin with that seat that, that kind of dips and then comes back yep. up for the pillion. The mag wheels is just you know, when you think about, because you've got to look at it with the brand as, as a whole. Yeah. And for Triumph that makes such good looking bikes and, you know, in classic styling. For me, the, the street twin is just such an own goal. Oh, it's just horrendous. You know, there's just nothing that
1: screams style. And I mean, it's got all the design aspects of every other Triumph. It uses the same frame as the exactly. street Scrambler and, and everything.
0: Really, it's so nearly cool. It's so nearly bang on, but then it's just, there's just something about it that, that, that's not and you know I think Triumph kind of knew it because they tried to rebrand it as the Speed Twin 900 yeah which I think was a terrible decision because it's no, not it's not at all it's not a Speed Twin one of the reasons it's also on my list is because it's not like other bikes where you can do a bit of customization and suddenly you've polished it all up like I almost no. think that customized street twins look even worse yeah it's like I know some people where they go for the <clears throat> you know they'll they'll go for like the matte black tank they'll put knobblies on it yeah and then they'll they'll just trick it out with every last little bolt on part and it just becomes like a catalog bike yeah and and for me it's just I don't know it's just it's just not tasteful do you know what they should have done in my opinion they should have kept
1: because you've got the speed twin uh 1200 which I think is a pretty cool bike out of the box yeah they nailed that they nailed that so what they should have done is kept that and just swap the engine. And giving you the 900 version and the 1200 version. That would have been cool. Because this bike is almost pointless. Because if you put spoke wheels on it, it's uglier than a Bonneville. Yeah. Somehow, even though it's essentially this. I don't know how they've done it, but they've done it. So it, it just seems like a pointless part of the lineup. I mean, I, it's, I suppose it's supposed to come in at a lower cost bracket.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. But I, if, if, I was, if I was in the big seat at Triumph, I'd just do away with it as a model. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you because... They, it's an opportunity to put the 900 engine in some, in a chassis that's really capable
1: with in good terms suspension. of performance. Yeah, yeah, with
0: good suspension. They could have olin's up front, you know, they could do it like yeah. um, but instead it's like yeah, I just don't know who buys that. So anyway, that, that that's third on my list. And this is also, okay, so number four is also not a bike that's like you know, necessarily that bad looking but for me it just, it is. Now this is the Kawasaki Z1000. Mm, no, let me just get a photo up for you. And I know exactly the latest gen yeah pretty much i mean everything on it's so pointy and it's trying to be very aggressive so yeah for me it's basically it's that yeah. that style now the thing about this bike that i can't get to grips with isn't necessarily just the way the bike looks itself it's also just kind of what it represents and and this is so why i wouldn't want to have it in my living room and it's like it's that bike where you're at some meet and the dude's wearing like the predator helmet and he's like everything's matched up and he's tried to make the bike look like a kind of like an alien monster i was about to say that headlight yeah it's awful it almost looks like when those guys get a
1: suzuki bandit and they put the mask on the front with the, the eyes that are the
0: lights exactly and so I think the reason this bike is is on my list is partly because of what it represents in, in the biking culture, which is this like subcategory of kind of nerdy, extraterrestrial <laughs> styling that I think is just really, like deeply uncool. And also is such a, it, it, it smears the biker's name yeah. generally as, as a culture. And you know what it's like, I think there, was, there have been times where we've been to Ace Cafe. Yeah, they, they love and, it there. Yeah, and it's that, and and it's the, the you know the Predator helmet with like the dreadlocks, and and they're always like rev bombing it, and, yeah. and you just think this is this for me. That's not what biking is about.
1: No, okay, yeah, I yeah, but agree. having said
0: that, I'm sure that when you swing a leg over them, a they're probably lightning quick, and they probably handle extremely well. But I can't
1: aesthetically. It's just a- not
0: aesthetically. I can't. I can't get to grips with it. So that's number four on my list. Now number five is arguably for me. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's the most uncool bike you could possibly ride. Go on. And that is the Piaggio MP three. <laughs> Can we even call that a bike? Well, I mean, I think it's technically classified as a car, but it is. But so was that BMW yeah, that's true that you that you talk oh for me it, it's just No, it's horrendous. Now do you know what I saw? They do a four wheeled version as well. <laughs> they do, I've seen that. <laughs> is it called the MP4? I don't know. I think I think it could be. I, I would assume it is. But but for me, this bike is
1: just... So the Piaggio MP3 is a scooter with two wheels in the front and one in the back. And it leans like a, a bike. Yeah. So you've got this weird suspension set up at the front where the weird front wheels can sort of tilt and lean.
0: Yeah. So you get, you get the you the get sensation the of, of leaning. But yes, with, exactly. With, with no risk.
1: And apparently, well,
0: oh. when you get up to a set
1: of lights, there's like a button you can hit the... Straightens the front out and locks it out so you don't have to
0: put your feet down. <laughs> and then when you start moving again, it disengages and lets you lean. No one asked for that. I, so for me, again, this bike, it's not just how it looks, it's also what it represents. And as someone that has grown up and lives in London and the number of times I've met people and they've been like, oh, my dad r- rides a bike. And I've been like, sweet. And then you go over to the house and it's undercover and you're like, oh, 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 oh what bike is it going to be? And it's an it's MP3 three. under the cover. And you just think, it's just so sad. And one thing that I appreciate is that MP3 owners never put a loud pipe on their bike. So thank you very much. They yeah. try and be as stealthy as possible because the, you, you they want- don't want to be seen on it. No, exactly. And also, they're never cost. They're never tricked out with with fancy decals. They're no. always just bone stock. But there there are two things. Firstly, they're actually quite expensive. Yeah, they like are four or five grand, which is just stupid money for a bike like that. And I think it's just it's a shame because I think the number of people that buy one of those thinking they bought a motorbike. Yeah, and it's just so far from it.
1: No, I know. I think it's it's like a scapegoat for not doing your bike test.
0: Yeah, because because you can you can just buy one on a car license. I think. You can
1: buy one on a car license, and you can get what do they do? Do they do a five hundred and a three hundred, and they do a few different variations? But yeah, it's just a. And then Yamaha came along and tried to say, "Oh, we can do it better."
0: Yeah, and you saw one the other day. The Nikon, yeah. The Nikon, Niken, Nikon, Nikon, Nikon. Yeah, I mean, at least with that, I mean, it's got that that CP three engine in it. Yeah, you know, and I'm not I'm not excusing it because it's still awful. But it's got that. It's almost like an MP3, but on steroids. Yeah, it is. But I would imagine that it, you know, if you hit some twisties on that on the Yamaha Nikon, it'd probably be quite fun. And I, it would I'm be saying, interesting. like, yeah, like once you've like done away with the looks of the thing, if once you were actually on it, yeah, and giving it a bit of gas, I think it would be fun. Whereas the MP3, no, would be trash because that is only for the city. Like the suspension's awful. I'm so I'm really going through with this. this <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, it's well justified. I'm just tired of seeing them. And also the number of times where I've tried to, you know, I've been in like Soho or whatever, like going to a meeting and I've tried to get into a bike bay and there have been like eight MP3s <laughs> stacked up with a steering <laughs> lock on. And you just think, please. Like... And then if you get
1: stuck behind one while filtering, because yeah. they won't filter because they're that bit wider.
0: Yeah, with the Tucano-Urbano blanket. <laughs> <laughs> staying nice and warm. And the mitts. yeah, And the mitts, exactly. Oh God, right, let's get that off the screen. So yeah, that's that's my that's my top five worst looking. I think there's a few in there that are that are kind of universal, and there are a few in there yeah. that are uh, personal personal preference.
1: I think it's going to be interesting to see if there's any ugly bikes in the future.
0: Yeah, well, or do you I, think these designers would learn? I'm so glad you have brought this up because I think it's such an important point because it's like which bikes are ugly in the future, but also like which bikes that are new now will be seen as as classics and and that bike. That's like whoa when that came out yeah it's just amazing well it's
1: like a speed do you think a speed twin that's not gonna be a. you look back in 30 years time yeah are you gonna be like wow that's cool
0: well i don't know i think i feel like the automotive industry is kind of really almost at the turn of the century it like shifted yeah and everything pre-2000 is kind of classic for being of that age yeah it's true and and of you know they just as we said earlier like they just made things differently back yeah. then and i and i don't know if the same can be said for bikes now like you know the number of times where you know where we've had friends with modern bikes and they've had problems that like really shouldn't be problems yeah. quite early on in you know and it all co- gets covered under warranty but nevertheless so yeah I, i'd be interested to see what what the future holds yeah what what the future holds i do think one of the biggest things i want to see is whether scramblers like scrambler 900s and T100s whether they become classics yeah and really desirable because you know you wouldn't buy a, like a stock bonneville now and think i'm going to preserve that no for 30 years whereas if you'd done that in like 1965
1: oh yeah you'd be sitting on
0: yeah you'd be sitting on a serious bike yeah so we will see we but will it feels like the, feels it feels like manufacturers just churning them out so you know in, in such large volumes now that yeah it seems like they're all over the place but who knows we'll see who knows now Guess the engine.
1: Guess the engine, yes. So I've got one for you that's been sent in from a listener. So this Guess the Engine was sent in from ZBVN. Let's have it.
0: Okay. Thank you, ZBBN. Okay, so it's obviously kickstart. Yeah. I'm going to say single cylinder. It is a single cylinder. Japanese. It is Japanese. Yeah. So it's tricky because we got a bit of idle. It was like the, it, we got idle, 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 it increased and, it, then it's, yeah. and then it stopped. So we've got a bit to work with. I would say, I, I'm guessing in terms of capacity, we're looking at like four to six, are like kind of smallish capacity. Yeah,
1: It's in that range
0: yeah and okay right so it's japanese single i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it's not a suzuki it's not a suzuki i'm gonna say i i reckon it's either honda or yamaha yeah you'd be right in guessing one of those honda it is a honda oh phew okay <laughs> okay i knew that was just the complete 50 50. okay it's a honda okay so i think we need to talk about styling of the bike yeah I'm say I reckon it's got it's got to be something kind of relaxed. It's not it's not going to be some naked street bike. No. Is it of a similar styling to like the the uh, SR 400? Is it that kind? Yeah, of? Yeah, that
1: kind of vibe. Yeah. And a finned engine. It is a finned engine.
0: Yeah. Twin shock. Twin shock. Yeah. I've got all the
1: specs here. I can tell you the the wet weight, the dry weight. No, no, I don't want any. <laughs> Okay. Wait, wait. oh yeah, I know exactly. Okay, so I can tell you the capacity. Okay. It's a 400.
0: 400, okay, yeah. yeah. Is it a CB400? It is a CB400. Okay.
1: (laughs) I didn't know. CB400SS, to be exact.
0: Okay, right, here's yours. Go on then, let's hear it.
1: It sounds quick.
0: I've tried to give you as much as possible. No, that's R-to-market, quite a lot. Aftermarket to market exhaust.
1: It sounds quick. Yeah. It sounds like a V-Twin. Yep. V-Twin is quick. First thing that came to my mind, like straight off the bat, was KTM. But okay. I, but I don't think so.
0: Yeah, you'd be correct.
1: It, it doesn't have a quick shifter. Correct. V-Twin. Okay. Sounds quite quick. It sounded it sounded quite it didn't sound lazy like a Harley. It sounded quite responsive. Yeah.
0: Is it Japanese? No. It's not. Italian? No. Oh. Where where it's from is 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 extremely important. Oh okay, so it's quite niche. It's in it, a way. It's just it's just where it's from is important. Is it British? No.
1: No, it's not. It European. No. It's not. What's left? American, yes. Oh, it's American, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay, now <laughs> I think I've narrowed it down. Is it an
0: Indian? Yes. Is it an FTR? Yes. <laughs> I knew, I knew, because it was like you went off and then straight drawn straight back in. I just thought because first thing that
1: comes to, to mind when you're thinking American V2 and it's Harley and you just think lazy oh, and yeah, blah, blah, blah 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 blah. Yeah, it throws you off.
0: Yeah, because the
1: the FTR is actually a weapon. Yeah, it's the sort of bike you can light up in fifth
0: yeah well i'd like to try one yeah
1: no so would i it's a good sounding bike actually no it is right q and a q and a let's do it let's see what see what we got so i've got a few questions this week go for it so i've got one from mind of tommy and it says any tips for motorcycle photography
0: newcomers that's a great question that is a good question that's a really good question i guess for the first tip is get a decent camera yeah and decent cameras in like not like some top of the range camera like no be kind of anything you don't have to spend thousands of
1: pounds to get a half decent camera yeah as long as you've got a half decent body and a fairly decent lens yeah which can be picked up for sub 500 pounds if you're looking in the right places and then it's just a case of finding your own style
0: for sure for sure yeah i think that's the most important thing like if you because if you turn up buy a camera get a street twin. And then just start taking photos of it against brick walls. That's quite a sort of... That's just such a common thing. Yeah. So I think if you want to stand out, it would be worth... It's almost like the, at that point, the camera's are irrelevant. It's like... Yeah, exactly. Have a bike that pops and is interesting. That's the first one. And then, uh, yeah, be creative with, with how you shoot it. And learn like the best angles of the bike, I guess.
1: Yeah. Learn how to position the bike. Learn the best angles the bike looks good from. And then... Just hone your your camera control for lighting shutter speeds exposure etc and aperture whatever so it's definitely partially the the gear but i think most of it would be in post editing putting your own spin on the picture because you can take a very generic picture and you can turn it into something really cool once you've edited it so yeah i think you've just got to get out there and practice Practice, practice, yeah. practice. And practice. I, think, I think
0: you're completely right with, with, you know, trying to find your own style. That's definitely the most important bit. Now, this is a question from, actually, I think a couple of weeks ago where we'd had other stuff going on. Yeah. This is from Ben Wheat. So he says, question for the podcast, when I'm 16, do you think I should buy a 50cc or buy a 125 and get a limiter fitted for one year and then get it taken off? I feel like this is a really good question because it's quite rare that we get the young lads asking. Yeah, ask that a is a
1: good question. I was, can you actually restrict a 125? 50 cc I, I think you can you can yeah so i suppose at the end of the day it just comes down to budget and if you want to if you don't want the hassle of having the 50 cc for a year which is going to fly by and then having to sell it and then look for a 125 it seems like quite a smart thing to do i didn't realize you could do that yeah so yeah by all means if you if you can get a 125 and you're happy restricting it because again the year is going to fly by and then you'll be able to ride its 125 with all its power then, all yeah, its power them. all its power all 12 horsepower
0: <laughs> yeah i remember being 16 and like the day i turned 16 like auto trader looking at yeah. m- mopeds and stuff
1: <laughs> oh it just yeah definitely one two five all the way i would say
0: yeah we're gonna have to look into that i, I also didn't know you could do that
1: yeah it's interesting so next question what's your opinion on ninja 400 this is quite kind of relevant to what we we're talking about earlier yeah good uh for a first bike or suggestions around 4K used.
0: Okay, so that's a really interesting question. It's rare that we get people asking about sports bikes. No, I know. On the pod, so thank you for that. That maybe sad. it's after the TT. Oh, after the TT, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so right thoughts on the uh, Ninja 400. Firstly, I think it's actually an unsung hero of a bike. Yeah. People look at it, go, oh, it's not an inline four, because I think it's just a single. Is or, is it really? it, or is it a little twin? Either a, twin. It, either a single or a, little, or a little twin. I think, I think it's a little twin. Anyway, um, some people say. For learning on track, that's one of the best bikes to start. Yeah. Style on because it's super 100%. light, very forgiving, and you know, tips tips right into corners, whatever. So I would say for a first bike, that's, gotta be, that's gotta on the it's money. got to be that's got to be on the money. up there with the if best. If you're yeah. key, if you're keen on the sports bike styling and that's the route you want to go down, I think it's fantastic. I yeah. don't think the Ninja 100 is the best looking bike. Like it's got there's something about Ninja styling, like modern Ninja styling. That's yeah, it, it's kind of upright and the fairing is just strange looking. It's not as sharp as other yeah. bikes. Um. Yeah, I I think it. I've never I've never been on one, but no, I imagine I, I imagine one. they're fun. I think it's people overlook smaller bikes and would think it's just slow, but I I imagine it's probably got forty horsepower. Yeah, or like it, it will still go. It will
1: go hundred percent, and it'll be good to learn on because you can use all the power. And once you get confident riding a bike with that little amount of power compared to say a, a thousand cc bike or a six hundred even, it teaches you so much about bike control. So. Yeah, I think that's a great option. As far as other options for 4K, if you're looking sports bikes,
0: I mean, there's the KTM RC390, which is their yeah their sports. I think it's I think you can get an RC390 or even the there's the Duke, yeah KTM Duke 390. There's there's, there's 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 in that kind of in that category there are quite a few players. Yeah, there is. But in a way, it's 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 kind of niche because. Uh, and, and actually, no. Like the ZX Four R is not. That's not even applicable. Because that's like eighty horsepower. That's, yeah. that's irrelevant. Yeah. I I think the Ninja Four Hundred's got to be. Yeah. Got to be the one to go for. I can't think of any. Can you think of any others that would be? Um, not really. I mean, unless you st- stepped up into the six hundred
1: bracket or six fifty bracket. It's such
0: a step up, isn't it? I it's mean, it's a
1: big step up. Yeah. As far as four hundreds go, that's probably your best option. I would say.
0: Yeah, and I and I'd steer clear of it because the Honda do the CBR five hundred. Yeah, nice. but it just Sticks looks. Like I think that. It's, yeah, that was from uh Kevin Angelus. cool. Now, Reese Burnett, okay, regular friend, friend of the pod, yeah. as it were, has he's bought himself a, an Interceptor 650. Yeah, he's been sending me Black. build photos. Yeah, right, exactly. And great bike. Now, he says, question for the pod new bike, any tips or uh, on places or techniques to get used to slow speed cornering, tight roundabouts, U turns? I find it. I find, oh yeah he, he finds it in first that the throttle's a bit like snatchy it's snatchy yeah yeah
1: okay so for that I would suggest finding a car park empty car park maybe it's a Sunday evening when all the shops are closed and you've got a lot of space and some of these car parks have curbs and stuff that you can practice going around and for me if it's a bit snatchy in first I would just be practicing clutch control because they've all got wet clutches so you can ride that clutch all day long and keep the revs up which keeps the bike up right because it acts like a gyroscope so uh, that really improves your balance at slow speed cornering uh, so i'll just do that personally and then even for roundabouts and stuff if you can find a big enough car park find something you can ride around and just keep going around it round around around i mean when i first got my sv650 and i wanted to practice cornering technique i'd been watching some videos on youtube and the guy says go to an empty car park practice your body positioning and just go around in circles so i would go in the evenings this is when i wasn't in london and empty car park and I just get my knee down in the car park. I'll try and get my knee down. Just in circles. Round and round and round and round. Because it's a perfect place. You know, there's no hazards. There's no other traffic. And you can just go there for as long as you want, essentially, unless someone comes and complains. But yeah, that would be my, my advice. Cool. So, next question. Okay, we've got one from the London Interceptor. And he's asking... What gear to wear in such heat?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's quite relevant. Well, it's tricky because it's like the less the better, really, in terms of staying cool. Yeah. But then it's... The, the question, I guess, is like protection versus being comfortable yeah. at the end of the day because the best gear to wear really would be would just be jeans and a T-shirt. Exactly. No gloves, open face helmet and some shades.
1: If you want to be kind cool. And as
0: much revs as possible to keep the, keep wind. the, keep the wind in. You know, yeah.
1: So... There are a few options out there. I know Fuel does, I think it's called the Arizona. Um, Don't quote me on that. But it's like a a jacket that's mostly mesh. So you get the airflow through it, but you still get the armor. You could go for like a Nox armor top. I don't know how breathable they are. Um, There are options out there. But again, it's just, you're going to be hotter whether you've got the armor on it. and if you're in town and it's 20 miles an hour or 30 miles an hour everywhere you're not going to get much
0: airflow no you're not i think for me um because it's you know it's also a city versus rural thing like if you're yeah. if you're out in the sticks wet put the gear on and go and go for it and you'll be fine but i think it's in london when it's just so hot
1: yeah so yesterday when i went out for my mot i put my i put leather jacket on yeah. because i knew i was going to be motorway and then rural roads and at a decent speed but Around town when you've got these twenty zones, there's cyclists coming past you and you think they're wearing lycra. So I think you you know, you'd be pretty fine in a t shirt and jeans.
0: Yeah. I think I think so, you know, for a few months of the year, as long as you 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 ride accordingly, you know, yeah. like based on what you're wearing or Yeah, just be sensible.
1: Yeah. One more says track day for Jasper.
0: Ah That's from Talks Moto. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Brilliant, yeah, it's gotta be done. Yeah, we've got to get you on a track day. I think yeah, you'll love it. I'm extremely keen. I'm extremely keen. I think probably we'll probably be looking at next summer. Yeah, because what I I need to find some kind of capable bike. Yeah, get all the kit because yeah. it's a lot of kit. Exactly, and just like start the process of of, of building that. But, yes, up. but yeah, I'll we'll get you booked on. <laughs> but yes, thank you, Talks Moto. I'm extremely keen, and yeah. uh, I appreciate the heads up. That's uh,
1: that's it from us. I think
0: that's it from us. Yeah, another great week. Yeah, thanks to Moto again. Thank you very much and uh yeah catch you next week see you in the next one bye in a bit